You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Good evening, everyone. It is 6.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we come to you once again from the WCWUS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina. As we, <clears throat> excuse me, as we get set to bring you episode number 333 and the last episode of 2022 of the WCW-US Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show and a 2022 WCW-US Hall of Fame inductee. This is, of course, the one and the only WCW-US Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCW-US Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, ladies and gentlemen, will be bringing you tonight's, of course, pop culture news and views courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania and also, of course, our friends at CNN. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be bringing you our pop culture history and birthday report. And also, ladies and gentlemen, to get you prepared for tonight's edition of Revolution, we will be, of course, bringing you, of course, some wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of 411 Mania. If you wish to chime in on anything and everything <coughs> that we have to talk about here, of course, here this evening, Please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-387-POUND. And press that one, ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here, of course, this evening. 
Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we said, 6.23 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As we said, Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. Good to have you here with us for the last edition of Outside the Robes for 2022. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get things underway as we start off with, of course, with, with some stories coming in through our friends at CNN. And the only way to, of course, uh, bring that here to you is through the Amazon Echo Dot. And, of course, here's the way we, of course, bring that here to you is by saying the following. Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news from CNN. This is a CNN breaking news alert for Wednesday, December 28, 2022 at 4.56 p.m. Eastern Time. Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin, one of the nine members of the House committee that investigated the January 6th insurrection, announced today that he has cancer. In a statement, Raskin said, after several days of tests, I've been diagnosed with diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, which is a serious but curable form of cancer. I'm about to embark on a course of chemoimmunotherapy on an outpatient basis. Prognosis for most people in my situation is excellent after four months of treatment. For more CNN audio news, go to CNN.com slash audio, CNN.com, or the CNN app. From CNN, I'm Fez Jamil with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, December 28th. Our plan for the next few days is to fly a reduced schedule, and we're optimistic to be back on track before next week. That's Southwest Airlines CEO Bob Jordan explaining the steps his company is taking wake of canceling more than 15,000 flights since last Thursday. While many airlines face delays or cancellations because of the recent weather, the vast majority of cancellations were by Southwest, leaving thousands of passengers stranded, many for days, and long lines and piles of lost luggage. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tells CNN he's spoken with Jordan to make sure affected passengers are refunded and taken care of proactively and says he's also spoken to Southwest's pilots and flight attendants about the travel chaos. They've made clear that they have been raising the alarm about uh, these issues in their systems for some time, and that this really has to do with decisions and choices in terms of the investments uh, that this airline has made or has failed to make over the years that seem to be catching up to them now. Tracking site FlightAware shows Southwest has already canceled more than 2,500 flights for today. Heavy rain and snow are hitting the western U.S. Eleven western states are expecting rain or snow, with the heaviest impacts predicted for California. Rain, snow, and wind have already hit the west coast, with PowerOutage.us reporting the power knocked out for more than 100,000 customers in Washington, Oregon, and California. Meteorologists say an atmospheric river is to blame. That's a long, narrow region in the atmosphere that can transport moisture for thousands of miles and has led to flood watches issued for more than 5.3 million people across much of the West Coast, including Seattle. The UN says nearly 7,000 Ukrainian civilians have been killed since Russia's invasion began in February. CNN can't independently verify the number, but the UN says it was compiled up to December 26th and includes 429 children. The UN added it believes the actual numbers are higher. Meanwhile, local officials say Russia has shelled Ukraine's southern Kherson region 50 times over roughly the last 24 hours. 
Among the locations hit is a maternity ward in the city of Kherson. A former Trump White House aide says in a deposition, then-Chief of Staff Mark Meadows burned documents during the presidential transition period. That's according to a batch of transcripts released yesterday from the January 6th committee. In her testimony, former aide Cassidy Hutchinson told the committee she saw Meadows burn documents in his office fireplace around a dozen times, about once or twice a week, between December 2020 and mid-January 2021. Hutchinson testified she didn't know what the documents were, whether they were copies, or whether they were required by law to be preserved. CNN's Kristen Holmes tells us what else the released documents reveal. The other thing that really stood out to me was something that Meadows told several White House aides, which was that they should keep some of the meetings that were happening in the Oval Office on a, quote, close hold, meaning potentially that these didn't get onto the actual Oval Office diary. Pope Francis says his predecessor is very sick. That's next. Unwind a bit this holiday season and catch up with a great podcast from CNN. Did you know that some people can taste color or that others simply can't recognize faces? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, and this season on Chasing Life, we're exploring sensory perception. Discover how psychedelics can change your worldview, why animals perceive differently than humans, and how taste bias affects food production around the world. Need something to make your holiday travel more bearable? Listen to this complete podcast series from CNN. What if we could actually repair lost senses or build new ones? That's David Eagleman, co-founder of the California-based tech company Neosensory. And he says there's a way to actually give humans entirely new senses. Chasing life. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. Pope Francis revealed today that his 95-year-old predecessor is, quote, very sick. A Vatican spokesman later confirmed that there's been a deterioration in the health of Pope Emeritus Benedict because of his age. In 2013, Pope Benedict XVI shocked the world by resigning from his position, citing advanced age. That announcement marked the first time a pope had stepped down in nearly 600 years. That's all for now, and if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to this holiday season, try The Assignment with Audie Cornish as she speaks to real people behind the headlines. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern. Alexa, stop. <clears throat> we do, of course, ladies and gentlemen, thank, as always, our friends at CNN for allowing us to, of course, play their stories, of course, on Outside the Ropes every single Wednesday evening. And also, of course, the use of the Amazon Echo Dot. Of course, as we always say, ladies and gentlemen, the Amazon Echo, Echo Dot, of course, is a very useful research tool where whatever you need it for, of course, for a project at work, a child needs it for a project at school, uh, you need it for uh, a job interview. Also, of course, you can check out, of course, your news, your weather, and anything else, of course, here whenever you're not near your computer or smartphone. And also, if you have ever happen to order anything off of Amazon.com, you can always go back and you can it can always let you know whenever you do receive a whenever you are expected to receive, of course, uh, the order that you placed and all from of course its origin place up until of course it reaches its final des destination, that being of course your home. Remember the Amazon Echo Dot, a very useful research tool, ladies and gentlemen. 
And as always, ladies and gentlemen, going into 2023, the preferred research tool of the WCWUS radio network. <clears throat> now, ladies and gentlemen, let us now go to our friends at 411 Mania. <coughs> I'm bringing, of course, a lot of the stories that they have, of course, listed here. <coughs> Excuse me. Of course, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the as, as always, the radio network thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories. Of course, uh, on each and every one of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes. Also, do not forget, ladies and gentlemen, also, of course, on Revolution, uh, <clears throat> Wolfpack, Raw Radio, uh, Power Hour, as well as, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, WCWS this morning, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if we do not get the opportunity to, of course, bring in, bring in any other, uh, bring this on any of our shows here before 2022 is over. We will, of course, give you, of course, a, a complete assurance that we will get a lot more of our shows up and going in 2023. And 411 Mania will definitely be used on those shows indeed. <clears throat> and I also, once again, thank our, once again, continuing to thank our friends at 411 Mania for the continued partnership of course with WCWS and hopefully we'll be able to continue that partnership of course well into the new year. Let's go to our first pop culture story here of the evening. Ashish posted this story here tonight as Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby is planning to resume touring in 2023. Believe it or not, Variety reports that Bill Cosby is planning to resume touring in 2023 Cosby said yes when asked about possibly touring in 2023 during an interview with WGH Talk. Yes, Cosby said, it's because there's so much fun to be had in this storytelling that I do. Years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I found it was better to say it after I write it. He added that he believes audiences will find that he is still the Cosby of old. When I come out of this, I feel that I will be able to perform and be the Bill Cosby that my audience knows me to be. This was said by Cosby himself. As you know, Cosby was convicted in April of 2018 of criminal sex assault charges, but ended up being released in 2021 after serving three years in prison due to his conviction being overturned by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Cosby's representative, Andrew Wyatt, told Variety that Cosby is considering the spring-summer for his return to Turing. Cosby continues to face legal issues as five women filed a new sexual assault lawsuit against him in New York earlier this month, claiming Cosby either raped them or forced them into sexual acts, Wyatt does call the lawsuit frivolous. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see, of course, how all that will... We'll see, of course, how, how that will all, of course, turn out here uh, for Bill Cosby in the new year. Our, our next story here, folks... Ashish, of course, did post this story here. As Avatar The Way of Water tops $1 billion globally. Avatar The Way of Water has officially topped the $1 billion mark globally. globally report. This was reported by Variety. James Cameron's sequel to 2009's Avatar, which still stands as the highest grossing movie in history at $2.9 billion, now has earned 1 billion, 30 million, 
Excuse me. 118,839, topping 1 billion in just 14 days. Of course, the fastest of any 2022 release. Top Gun Maverick is currently 2022's highest grossing film with $1.4 billion globally. And The Way of the Water has a good shot at surpassing that. The Way of Water clocked in at three clocked in at a $335 million budget with an over $100 million marketing budget. And while Cameron claimed that the film will need to hit $2 billion to break even. Friday reports that experts believe the true break-even number is closer to $1.5 billion. The expectation at this point is that The Way of Water should top that number. A third Avatar film is scheduled to be released on December 20th, 2024, with future sequels planned if The Way of Water and Avatar 3 perform well enough at the box office. I think they're kind of halfway there here, folks. And, of course, the Avatar franchise has been very... Has been, of course, very, um, um, very profitable here as of late. So, those who are big fans, of course, of the Avatar franchise, of course, we see, of course, a lot of good things, of course, taking place for uh, for 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 this movie franchise to keep on going. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night as Megan first look featurette previews the the movie about the killer doll. Megan will invade theaters in a couple of weeks, and a first-look featurette previews what to expect from the killer doll horror film. Universal Pictures released the following behind-the-scenes video with producer James Wan and more discussing the film. The film is written by Akila Cooper, who did Malignant, as directed by G- Gerard Johnstone, best known for the New Zealand horror comedy Housebound. Uh, the film stars Allison Williams, Violet McGraw, Ronnie Chang, Brian Jordan Alvarez, Jen Van Epps, Lori Dungy, and Stephanie Garnell Montine, and will arrive on January the 13th. The synopsis is Megan is a marvel of artificial intelligence, a lifelike dog programmed to be a child's greatest companion and a parent's greatest ally. Designed by brilliant toy company roboticist Gemma, played by Get Out's Allison Williams. Megan can listen and watch and learn as she becomes friend and teacher, playmate and protector for the child she is bonded to. When Gemma suddenly becomes the caretaker of her orphaned eight-year-old niece, Katie, played by Violet McGraw, who did The Haunted of Hill House, Gemma's unsure and unprepared to be a parent. Under intense pressure at work, Gemma decides to pair her Megan prototype with Katie in an attempt to resolve both problems, a decision that will have unimaginable consequences. So we will post this first look featurette from the movie Megan in the uh, <coughs> in the Entertainment Cavalcade page for those who want to take a look at 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 this uh, for those who are of course fans of the horror movie genre. Jeremy Thomas posted this story yesterday as Rian Johnson talks about how Dave Batista surpassed him in Glass Onion and says that he's the best wrestler to actor. Dave Batista co-stars in Glass Onion, The Knives Out Mystery, and writer-director Rian Johnson says the WWE star-turned-actor surprised him the most on set. Johnson spoke with The Atlantic for a new interview about the film, which is now streaming on Netflix and 
praise Batista's work on the big screen. Of course, here's a couple of highlights. On who surprised him the most on set, Johnson said Dave Batista. When I was writing his character, a men's rights streamer named Duke Cody, I was picturing a scrawny dude who's trying to overcompensate. When Batista was brought about, I was instantly so smitten by the idea. I've been a very big fan of his dramatic chops as an actor. Um, Batista being, excuse me, excuse me, um, Batista being the best wrestler to actor ever. Johnson says absolutely 100% agree. And I think somebody like Paul Thomas Anderson is going to give him a real part and is going to look like a genius. As a person, Batista is generally immediately vulnerable when you meet him. And and that's what I was excited about. This is someone who has the physical trappings of someone who would play it big, but he actually brings sensitivity to the role. So, of course, like I said, for those who have seen that, of course, might... uh, Sure, may may or may not, of course, agree with that assessment. Our next story right here, Jeremy Thomas posted this yesterday. As the screen poster for Scream 6 leans in, into the holiday season. Scream 6 is just a few months away, and a new poster celebrates the season with plenty of ghost space. The franchise is official. Official Twitter account posted the key art featuring the franchise's killer costume plastered over an artistic rendition of Times Square. Here, you could, of course, check it out right here on this page. As you, as, as, as we said before, the film does star Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Mindy Meeks Martin, Mason Gooding, Hayden Panettiere, Courtney Cox, Jack Champion, Henry Searsney, Liana Liberato, Dermot Mulroney. Devon Nakoda, Tony Revolori, Josh Segarra, and Samara Weaving, directed by Matt Benantelli Open and Tyler Gillette, from a script by James Vanderbilt and Guy Busick. The film arrives on March 10th of this year. This coming year is described as follows. Following the latest ghost space killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. Of course, you can check it out. This on the Twitter account for the Scream Movies, which is at Scream Movies, which was posted on Christmas Day, which it says, what fun it is to slay, S-L-A-Y, tonight, hashtag Scream 6. And there's a picture, I believe, of what the poster will look like on that tweet if you wish to go back and check it out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story last night. As Vin Diesel says that the Fast 10 trailer is coming soon. Fast 10 will speed into theaters in May, and Vin Diesel has teased the release of the film's trailer. The Fast and Furious star posted a photo of himself and co-star Jordana Brewster, (coughs) hugging to his Instagram account, writing the following. On-set photo, brother-sister. Less than two months away from the Fast X trailer launch, hashtag Toretto. The 10th and and 10th film in the main franchise, Fast 10, is directed by Louis Latier. It stars Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Jason Momoma, John Cena, Brie Larson, Tyrese Gibson, uh, Ludacris, Jordana Brewster, uh, Natalie Emmanuel, 
Soon King, Scott Eastwood, Michael Rooker, Daniela Melikor, Alan Richson, Helen Mirren, Rita Marino, and Charlie Steron. Releasing on May 19th of this year, this coming year, it will follow on the events of the previous film and see Momoma play a villain who reportedly teams up with Theron Cipher to take down Dominic Torito and his family. <coughs> you can check out Vin Diesel's Instagram account, of course, for the picture that I didn't mention here before. Jeremy Thomas posted this story here uh, on uh, actually on Monday as Jerry Bruckheimer says that National Treasure 3 is still in the works with Nicolas Cage. National Treasure has gone to the small screen, but Jerry Bruckheimer says a third film with Nicolas Cage is still in the works. The mega producer recently spoke with E! News and said that a third film in the hit franchise is still in development with Nicolas Cage planned to return. We said we'd like to make another National Treasure, and they said, sure, let's come up with a new cast. Brokheimer said, while promoting the Disney Plus series National Treasure Edge of History, at the same time, we were developing National Treasure for the theaters with Nicolas Cage, which we still are, so that's ongoing. The second film in the franchise, National Treasure Book of Secrets, was released in 2007 and grossed 459 $2 million worldwide on a $130 million budget. <coughs> Excuse me. Edge of History premiered on Disney Plus back on the 14th of this month, and it stars Lisette uh, Oliveira, Zuri Reed, and Catherine Zeta Jones. So we will be looking forward for a possible third installment in the National Treasure franchise. Our next story, of course, right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this on Monday as the showrunner for The Witcher says uh, that Henry Cavill will get a heroic send-off in Season 3. Henry Cavill's next season of The Witcher is his last, and the, Net and the Netflix series showrunner promises an appropriate farewell to the actor. As reported in October, Cavill was exiting the series after the upcoming season, with Liam Hemsworth replacing him when the fourth season, when the when the fourth season spoke up, comes up, showrunner Lauren Hisrich spoke with uh, Entertainment Weekly and promised a heroic send-off for the actor. Geralt's big turns about giving up neutrality and doing anything he, he has to has to do to get the series played by Freya Allen, and to me it's the most heroic send-off that we could have, even though it wasn't written to be that. This is what Hisrich told the site. Gerald has a new mission to, in mind when we come back to him in Season 4. He's a slightly different Gerald than we expected. Now, by the way, that's an understatement. The Witcher premieres its third season on Netflix in the summer of, next, uh, of 2023. Now, of course, we don't know what Henry Cavill will do next since apparently... One of the things that apparently we found out a while not too long ago that he's not going to be able, he's not going to be doing, is apparently reprising his role as Superman. But of course, anything could still possibly happen. But we'll just have to wait and see. 
Jeremy Thomas posted this story here on Monday as James Gunn denies a Green Lantern HBO Max series is scrapped. James Gunn has shooting, shot down rumors about his plans for DC Studios, the latest being the notion that the Green Lantern HBO Max series has been canceled. There was a report flowing around that the planned series, which was being revamped to center on Jon Stewart, had been canceled and that a film featuring Green Lantern was in the works. However, Gunn took to Twitter to shoot down that report quite succinctly. In addition, Screen Rant reporter Andy Bebeck, forgive me if I mispronounced that name, has cooperated the news, had cooperated the news before Gunn spoke out to shoot down the rumor writing, yeah, I can go ahead and debunk this already as I was in communication with HBO Max and WBTV last week about the hashtag Green Lantern TV show. There have not been any changes made as the show is still in development. Gunn has been busy working with Peter Saffron to put together a new, more cohesive vision for the DCU on film, which includes a new Superman film that will not star Henry Cavill, no Black Adam film for at least the first chapter, and announcements expected for next month. <clears throat> uh, James Gunn, of course, simply saw his Twitter account on Monday, which which is at James Gunn. He also he just pretty much typed the word fake. Uh, and then, of course, this this uh, Andy uh, B-E-H-B-A-K-H-T posted on his Twitter account. Um, about the green about about his news about the Green Lantern show, he also says also Merry belated Christmas everyone, which is on his Twitter account, which is at Andy, then B E H B A K H T. And one more story to bring you here, folks, before we. Before, of course, we get to our pop culture history and birthdays, Jeremy Thomas posted this on Monday as as Heisenberg from the from the show Breaking Bad is set to return for a Super Bowl ad. Heisenberg is returned to the small screen as the Breaking Bad character is back for a Super Bowl ad. Entertainment Weekly reports that Brian Cranston's character of Walter White will appear in a Popcorners commercial that will air during Super Bowl LVII. The report includes the first image, which shows a figure that certainly looks like Cranston with a bag of the chips in the Arizona desert. It's worth noting that the figure's face is darkened, and it's not clear if it is Cranston, and EW knows that, it, that it's not certain whether Cranston will reprise the role. The vice president of Frito-Lay's marketing told the site in a statement, we are excited to revive one of the most famous television shows of all time, to tell the popcorner story for the first time at the Super Bowl, and we can't wait for to see fans' reactions to who and what's coming. As you know, Cranston won four Emmys for playing the character in the AMC series, which ran from 2008 to 2013, and was a critical and rating smash. He reprised the role for a couple episodes of Better Call Saul, which completed its six-season run back in August. As you know, Super Bowl LVII will take place on February 12th, and it will air live on Fox. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, of course, here, folks, with your some of your pop culture stories here, of course, for the evening. <coughs> we do thank 411 Mania for, for those stories, and we will come back to, to 411 Mania for some wrestling tidbits here in just a few minutes. 
1605-562-0444, caller ID 141387-POUND. This is episode number 333 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. This is Wednesday, December 28th, 2022. Mr. WCWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, back on the line here with you. Rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course. Preparing here next little while to be checking out tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite's uh, New Year's Smash. Uh, Coming up, of course, speaking of, speaking of, of course, uh, our shows here, folks, do not forget at 9 o'clock, 138055-pound will be episode 1,240 of Revolution, 138055-pound. Of course, we'll have your news and views and history and birthdays. Of course, we will definitely talk about what happened last night on NXT. <coughs> we will also, of course, talk about any, of course, any moments that that we do know of that did take that 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 has has taken that will be. Let me rephrase it. That has that, of course, that we do that we that we have heard about. Of course, that has happened on AEW Dynamite up up to that point. And also, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, we will be, of course, talking about some more interesting, uh, some more interesting moments that took place here in 2022 in the world of wrestling. So be sure to listen to episode 1,240 of Revolution, 138055 pound, coming up here, of course, at nine o'clock here. Of course, part of the radio network on <clears throat> TalkShoe.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring you, of course, your some pop culture, history, and birthday report here for today, uh, December the 28th. Let's get that pulled up here, of course, here for you. As you know, of course, your general pop culture uh, uh, history, as well as, of course, also from the world of worlds of movies, television, music, and also sports. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 1065, a new church devoted to St. Peter the Apostle was built by Edward the Confessor, later called the Westminster, consecrated in London. It was rebuilt in the mid-13th century. On this date in 1612, the first observation of the planet Neptune, Galileo observes and records a fixed star without realizing it is a planet. On this date in 1767, King Toxin was crowned king of Thailand and establishes Thongbiri as his capital. On a day in 1836, Spain recognizes the independence of Mexico. On a day in 1860, Harriet Tubman arrives in Auburn, New York on her last mission to free slaves, having evaded capture for eight years on the Underground Railroad. On a day in 1908, an earthquake strikes Messina in Italy, killing nearly 80,000 people. And on the state in 1943, all comic inhabitants of the Republic of Kamuki was deported by the Soviet Union to, to Central Asia and Siberia. Sadly, many die on route, en route. Today in movies and television history on the state in 1895, film, filmmakers the Lemaire brothers hold the first commercial film screening at the Salon in Indian du Grand Café in Paris. On the state in 1944 in music history, uh, Leonard Bernstein's musical On the Town premieres in New York City. And on the state in 1958 in sports history, 
the greatest game ever played as the Baltimore Colts win the 26th NFL championship against the New York Giants 23-17 at Yankee Stadium in the first-ever sudden-death overtime game in NFL history. 17 future members of the Pro Football Hall of Fame were involved in this game. On a stage in 2008, Detroit Lions crash to a 31-21 loss to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, the first team in NFL history to go winless in a 16-game season. Some birthdays to speak of here, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> President Woodrow Wilson was born on the state in 1856. He would pass away in 1924. Pio Bar Barhol Barholja was born on the state in 1872. He would pass away in 1956. Lily Elby was born on the state in 1882. She would pass away in 1931. The man known for, of course, creating some of the most iconic comic book characters of all time, of course, living long enough to see a lot of them made into, of course, big-time movies. I'm talking about the, the guru of Marvel Marvel himself, Mr. Stan Lee, was born on the state in 1922. He would pass away in 2018. Lou Zaobo was born on the state in 1955. He would pass away in 2017. And today, Linus Torvaldus today turns 53 years old. Some other birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, hockey great Terry Salchuk was born on this date in 1929. He would pass away in 1970. Uh, legendary British actress uh, Maggie Smith today turns 80, 88. Legendary actor Denzel Washington turns 68. Uh, hockey great Ray Baroque today turns 62. Uh, a Saturday Night Live alum as well as, of course, a comedian and also, of course, the host of Late night, of course, on NBC, Seth Meyers today turns 49. And and uh, uh, and, and, and and of course, I will have to say, of course, a very good musician here, John and John Legend today turns 44. On the state in 1849, M. Jolly Belene discovers dry cleaning as he accidentally upset a, a lamp containing turpentine and oil on his clothing and sees the cleaning effect. So weddings to speak of, ladies and gentlemen, two of them took place right took place on the same day, 1936. First one, British best-selling romantic author Barbara Cartland, who was 35 at the time, marries her second husband, Hugh Hugh Mick C O R Q U O D A L E. Forgive me if I'm Forgive me if I could not uh, mispronounce if I mispronounce that. I, I don't want to mispronounce that name. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, football player, and later on became a pro wrestler. Bronco Nagurski, who was 28 at the time, would marry his childhood sweetheart Eileen Kane in International Falls, Minnesota. And on the state in 1950, author John Steinbeck, who was 48 at the time, would marry actress Elaine Anderson, who was 36 at the time. Some divorces to speak of on the state in 1942. Actress Janet Lee, who was 15 at the time, was granted annulment of four-month marriage to childhood sweetheart John Kenneth Carlisle, who was 18 at the time. On the state in 2010, film and record company executive Justin Siegel, who was 23 at the time, divorces actress and singer Emmy Rossum due to irreconcilable differences after a year and a half of being married. 
<coughs> excuse me. And I'll say 2012 legendary astronaut Buzz Aldrin, who was 82 at the time, divorces Lois Driggs Cannon due to irreconcilable differences after 23 years of marriage. Some passings that took place on this day in history. Rob Roy passed away on this day in 1734. Maurice Ravel passed away on this day in 1937. Victor Emmanuel III passed away on this day in, in 1947. Ante Pavelic passed away on this day in 1959. Gregorio Alvarez passed away on this day in 2016. A legendary uh, coach, <coughs> and, coach and, bro and broadcaster, of course, uh, John Madden, of course, uh, of course, Madden video games, of course, named named for him, sadly passed away on this day just last year. Two moments took place on this day, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first off, in 1879, suffering a tragedy such as happened on this day was bad enough. What made it what made it worse was having self-declared poet William McGonagall compose a rhyme about it. Um, and of course, I believe this is, it looks like, it looks like a train, of course, uh, crashes, a train, doing one about a train crash. And on the state in 1732, he is best known as the founding father of America, but Benjamin Franklin first major enterprise was poor Richard's almanac, which was first published on this day. in like we said, in 17, in 1732. Now your movies and television history and birthdays, of course, as we said, on the state in 1895, filmmakers, the Lemaire brothers, hold the first commercial film screening at Salon in Indian du Grand Café in Paris. On the state in 1927, author Honiger's opera Antigone premieres with a libretto by Jean Cocteau, set was set by Pablo Picasso and costumes by Coco Chanel at the Theatre Royale. De la Manel in Brussels. That was, of course, in Belgium. On the day in 1934, the film Bright Eyes premieres. Of course, it does star a young Shirley Temple. And feature. And this is the movie that features the song on the good ship Lollipop, which is, of course, is J.D.'s favorite song. On this date in 1949, 20th Century Fox announces it will produce TV programs. On this day in 1953, WLBT-TV Channel 3 in Jackson, Mississippi, the NBC affiliate begins their broadcasting. On this day in 1954, KEPR-TV Channel 19 in Pasco, Kennewick, Richie, uh, Washington, Washington State, a CBS affiliate, has its first broadcast. On this day in 1956, Mrs. Frances Horwich... <coughs> Uh, airs or has the, has the last ding dong school on NBC, and I'll say 1957 CBS states that one broadcast baseball where minor league games are on. Some birthdays to speak of, ladies and gentlemen. As we said, Maggie Smith turns 88, Denzel Washington turns 68, uh, Seth Myers turns 49, and John Legend turns 44. And said one passing, John Madden passed away on this day just last year. Some weddings, as we said, 1950, John Steinbeck would marry Elaine Anderson. 
I want to say that in 1956, Elizabeth Montgomery, best known for the TV show Bewitched, who was 23 at the time, would marry actor Gig Young, who was 43 at the time. <clears throat> I want to say 1957, actress Natalie Wood, best known for the movie Rebel Without a Cause, who was 19 at the time, would marry actor Robert Wagner, who was 27 at the time, in Scotts, at Scottsdale United Methodist Church in Scottsdale, Arizona. They would divorce in five years later in 1962, but they would remarry 10 years later in 1972. I want to say that in 1997, actor Robert Carlyle, who was 36 at the time, would marry makeup artist Anastasia Shirley in Scotland. And on this date in 2008, Woody Harrelson, best known for the TV show Cheers and a bunch of great movies, who was 47 at the time, would marry his longtime girlfriend, Laura Lou. Lou Louis, who was 43 at the time on the island of Maui in Hawaii. And two divorces, as we said, 1942, Janet Lee would divorce John Kenneth Carlisle. And 2010, Justin Siegel would divorce actress and singer Emmy Rossum. Let's go to your music history and birthdays here, folks. On a date in 1821, composer Giacchino Rossini moves to Bologna. On a date in 1910, the opera known as Congus Kinder is produced in New York City. On a date in 1925, George and Ira Gershwin's musical Tiptoes premieres in New York City. On a date in 1928, Ma Rainey, Mother of the Blues, makes her last record called Big Feeling Blues. On a date in 1944, Leonard Bernstein's musical On the Town premieres in New York City. On a date in 1958, The Chipmunks, of course, as you know, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore with David Seville, of course, hits number one on the chart. Two moments in 1963. First off, Double Dublin would close at Little Theater, New York City after only four performances. And Jenny closes at the Majestic Theater, New York City after 82 performances. <clears throat> Some birthdays in the world of music. As we said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, John Legend today turns 44. And three passings in the world of music. Uh, Maurice Ravel passed away on the state in 1937. Fletcher Henderson passed away on the state in 1952. And Paul Hindermith passed away on the state in 1963. Some weddings to speak up here, folks. 1956, singer Patti Page, who was 29 at the time, would marry choreographer Charles O'Kieran in Las Vegas. <clears throat> on the in 1960, musician Frank Zappa would, would marry Catherine J. Sherman. They would divorce four years later in 1964. Two moments, two weddings in 1993. First off, country singer Shania Twain, who was 27 at the time, would marry South African record producer Robert Mutt Lang, who was 45 at the time. They would divorce, ladies and gentlemen, in 2010. And another, of course, wedding here, country singer Billy Ray Cyrus, yes, Mr. Aki Brecky Hart himself, who was 32 at the time, would marry Letitia Tish Finley, who was 26 at the time. And one divorce, as we said, 2010, Justin Siegel would divorce Emmy Rossum after a year and a half of being married. And now, ladies and gentlemen, your sports history and birthdays here. I want to say in 1887, John Layton Jarvis becomes the first British racehorse trainer to be knighted for services to racing. 
1905 Intercollegiate Athletic Association of the United States founded. It would later become the NCAA in 1910. On the stage in 1918, the Montreal's Georges Vizina becomes the first NHL goalie to record an assist during the Canadian 6-3 win over the Toronto Arenas. On a set in 1934, the first ever women's cricket international begins England versus Australia in Australia. On a set in 1938, Paul Gibbs scores 106 on Test cricket debut versus South Africa. 1940, cricketer Arthur Morse scores 111 in second innings of first game after 148. Two moments in 1944, first off, former Washington third baseman Buddy Lewis wins the Distinguished Flying Cross. And also the same day, Montreal right wing Maurice Rocket Richard becomes the first player in NHL history to score eight points in one game with five goals and three assists in the Canadiens' 9-1 win over the, the Detroit Red Wings. Some birthdays, as we said. Uh, Terry Salchuk was born on this date in 1929. He would he would pass away in 1970. Uh, Ray Baruch, hockey great Ray Baruch turned 62. Uh, tennis tennis star James Blake turns 43. <clears throat> and Olympian Adam uh, Peaty today turns 28. Uh, two passings, as we said. Uh, um, I believe he was a yes, he was a legendary golfer. Jimmy Demerit uh, passed away on the stage in 1983, and of course, legendary John Madden, as we said, of course, legendary player, coach, and of course, later on, he would become a broadcaster, and of course, have so many of the great video games named for him. Uh, passed away just last year, and one wedding, as we did say, of course, here, folks. Uh, on the state in 1936, football player, and of course, also as we said, he was also a pro wrestler for a short time. Bronco Nagurski, who was 28 at the time, would marry his childhood sweetheart Eileen Kane in International Falls, Minnesota. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There, of course, with some of your um, pop culture history and birthdays there, and I'm sure that we'll be hearing, we'll be hearing, of course, some of this here, folks. Uh, <clears throat> we'll, we'll be hearing, of course, some of this here, folks, um, on the, from the human suplex machine, John Gross, and also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the godfather of soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, of course, coming up on Revolution here tonight. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. Uh, with some wrestling news tidbits now from 411 Mania. As GCW's Brett Lauderdale, the fan CM Punk says that he was gracious and generous. In a post on Twitter, GCW owner Brett Lauderdale praised CM Punk after rumors that he was a negative presence in AEW. Dax Harwood actually previously came to the defense of Punk. Lauderdale says our GCW experience with CM Punk was positive across the board. He was gracious, generous, giving up his time and energy, and happy to join us on his day off. He went above and beyond for everyone. Someday, when the time is right, I hope we can reveal the full details of our arrangement. Of course, you can check out his Twitter account, this tweet on his Twitter account, which is at Lauderdale11. <clears throat> 
Next storage came out, of course, yesterday. Jeffrey Harris posted this story as Charlotte responds to Jade Cargill on social media, uh, in which she pretty much says, keep killing it, queen. In response to a fan question on Twitter, AEW star and TBS champion Jade Cargill revealed that if she could defend her title against any woman outside of WWE, she named Charlotte as her choice. The WWE superstar took note of Jade Cargill's tweet and responded, of course, which, she, she, of course, uh, she, she didn't respond. Of course, Jade says, Jade initially wrote, at Miss Charlotte WWE, because she can, because she can go, Charlotte then replied yesterday, keep killing it, queen, hashtag undefeated. Flair has been off of WWE TV since earlier this year, takes some, takes some time off after losing the SmackDown women's title to Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania Backlash. And, of course, you can see the exchange, of course, on their respective Twitter accounts. Of course, Jade's is at Jade underscore Cargill. Charlotte's is at Miss Charlotte WWE. So, 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 so. Showing a little bit of respect there between Jade and Charlotte, although that would be, of course, a very interesting, uh, a very interesting, of course, matchup if we ever got a chance to see it. And this story came out on Monday. <clears throat> uh, Jeremy Thomas posted as we have some live results from a WWE live event from Madison Square Garden, including, of course, as we see Bray Wyatt competing, of course, and more. WWE held its annual live event in Madison Square Garden on Monday, featuring an appearance by Bray Wyatt and more. Here are the full results, courtesy of PW Insider. Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeated Imperium. Hit Row defeated Legado Del Fantasma. Jinder Mahal came out and cut a promo complaint about not being in tonight's Intercontinental Championship match and issued a challenge. Then Bray Wyatt came out. Bray Wyatt defeated Jinder Mahal. The Intercontinental title ladder match as Gunther defeated Kofi Kingston, Madcap Moss, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Santos Escobar. Karrion Cross defeated Drew Gulak. Liv Morgan defeated Shayna Baszler in a New York City street fight. Braun Strowman has cut a promo for his match with Sami Zayn. Zayn came out with the Usos and Solo Sokoa, with Zayn saying that he wasn't cleared, which led to Strowman versus Solo Sokoa. That match ended when the Usos got involved and Kevin Owens made the save. Uh, of course, a non-title match as Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens defeated the Usos. And of course, there are several fan tweets. Of course, that you can, that of course you can, of course, uh, check out um, from, from of course fans who were there at that show. If you wish to go back and read them. So, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, we do thank you very much here. For listening to episode 333 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. And of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final one of 2022 as we look forward to, of course, bringing you more stuff in the world of pop culture, of course, in 2023. I will go ahead and point out here, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> that, of course, it is always it is always a thrill and a privilege to, of course, bring you some of the latest pop culture stories, of course, everything from movie releases to up uh, to uh, um, different aspects, of course, of pop culture, including, of course, bringing you the stories courtesy of our friends at CNN, also 411 Mania. Also, of course, giving you a little bit of a taste of what we would expect on our Wednesday edition of Revolution. Also bringing you some pop culture history, of course, 
We always find history very fascinating and entertaining here, just like we do with the wrestling history. Pop culture history is always something, of course, of, of keen interest here to us. Some, some things may not be, of course, big in other people's eyes, but still there are other things, of course, here, folks, that are truly, of course, magnificent. And I truly, of course, uh, uh, am thrilled and pleased and thrilled and pleased that uh, that uh, you have an opportunity to go back and listen to, of course, a lot that we, of course, do provide each and every week. <clears throat> and like we said, we look forward to seeing outside the ropes a little bit more in 2023. Hopefully we'll have more folks on, of course, as part of our broadcast team here. Um we did used to have a three-man contingent, of course, alongside with J.D. and John. Uh, I know that kind of diminished here a little bitty bit here, but we hope to, of course, like I said, to, as part of our plan to, of course, try, try to help revamp a lot of our shows and a lot of our, and a lot of our, of course, uh, um, form, different formats and all that, trying to get a lot more of our shows up and going. We hope to try to, to, to of course, better um, bring you, of course, more stuff on some of our existing shows, of course, here as well, including, of course, outside the ropes. And who knows, you might hear something. You might hear somebody else, of course, host this show once in a while. Um, I mean, you never know here, folks, what could happen here in the radio network. Um, but we will continue to strive and thrive to bring you the best uh, coverage, of course, of everything going on. As we said, in the worlds of wrestling and pop culture and of course, we always say everything in between, of course, we've been doing that, of course, since 2015. And we continue to, of course, strive and thrive to continue that tradition going. So, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you on episode 1240 of WCWS Revolution coming up here, of course, <clears throat> in, a, in a little less than two hours. Uh, so until then, ladies and gentlemen, please take care and please stay safe. Please continue to, of course, check out all of our pages on Facebook. Also, check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows, of course, on TalkShow. You might find a lot of stuff print, print, very, very unique and interesting and everything of that nature. Until then, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen, please take care. Please stay safe out there. And, of course, we'll, we'll of course, bring you episode 334, which will be, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the very first edition of Outside the Ropes for 2023 next Wednesday at 6:30 p.m. Eastern, and of course, who knows? You might be, you might find, you might, you might be surprised as to what as to as, as to what will be coming for the new year. Take care and stay safe here, folks. And remember, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, the WCWUS Radio Network. We'll see you on Revolution coming up at 9. Take care.